How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with CP3. I'm your host, Thomas Penland, joined once again by Ben Gorwitz on this fine Monday, May 17th, 2021. Ben, say what's up to everybody. What's going on, everyone? Playoff basketball is one day away. Oh, yeah. It's like the calm before the storm today. Um, I kind of like it a little bit better than the original format. There used to be like a two or three day gap. I can't deal with that two or three day gap, man, without my basketball. I need it quick. I need it fast. Um, we got a quick podcast for y'all today. I wanted to get something out here before the play in games. You know, we'll speculate about what's going to happen in the playoffs once the actual entire bracket is set up. Um, before we actually get into the play in tournament and everything, Ben, I want to talk about this real quick because I know it slipped past a lot of people's noses. But by any chance, did you notice how the Clippers intentionally tanked so that they could avoid the avoid the Lakers until the basically the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, um, I did notice it. Someone actually sent me about that. They lost to the Rockets and uh, who's the other team? The Thunder. I mean, it was the literally Thunder. basically who was trying to tank harder last night. Um, I mean, listen, I I get it, and some people are saying it's smart. You know, to me, I. I think I think it shows they're scared. I do. Like I get it. Like why would you want to play LeBron? But there's not a matchup in the Western Conference that's considered easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's not. Now, if you ask me, like, would would I rather have my team play the number one seed Jazz or the seven seed Lakers? Yeah, I'm gonna say the number one seed Jazz. But because I don't want to face LeBron, but it's it's scared. If you think you're good enough, if you think your roster is good enough to win a championship then you should feel confident that you can match up and beat anyone on the court in a seven-game series. So, to me, they're scared. doesn't shock me. They have a bunch of people on their team who love to run their mouths. The best player on their team doesn't say a word, which is why I love <laughs> yeah. him, and Kawhi Leonard. But a lot of other people on their team love to run their mouths, and I, I, I won't be shocked when they don't reach the Western Conference Championship. Yeah, I'm not sure if I haven't made my mind up yet on who's going to win the Western Conference. I'm trying to take it little by little until we see how everything plays out. But I agree with you, though. I think it's being scared. And honestly, I think it's a weak move. If LeBron was in the same situation, he would gladly welcome playing the Clippers at any point in time in the playoffs. And, you know, I'm scared of anybody. Yeah, exactly. He's not scared of anybody. Why are y'all scared of them? If anything, I would probably rather play the Lakers sooner because, you know, they're going to have to still play their asses off in these play in games. I mean, I know everyone's kind of reached the foregone the conclusion they're going to beat the Warriors. I mean, I would think they're probably going to beat the Warriors and be able to get in. But, I mean, you could get a tired team that has to play a lot of games in a couple of days, you know. So, that could very well play out here to help them out. But, honestly, at the end of the day, um, I, th- I think it's kind of a weak move, you know. I feel like if you want to be better than this team, you want to stop living in their shadow, why live in their shadow and tank things out? I, I think it's a total weak move here. <clears throat> And, and some journalist or reporter honestly should ask Kawhi Leonard his opinion because I know that he probably won't give his honest opinion because uh, he won't turn his back on his team. But I guarantee he doesn't like this. I, this is not the Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard is not scared of anybody because Kawhi Leonard is one of the best players in, in the world. So, I mean, Kawhi already has a rank. He literally carried a city. I know he helped in, in Toronto, but he carried the city of Toronto to a championship. Uh, Kawhi does not have an MVP though in the league, right? You know, he has no MVP. He has a no. Finals MVP, but no regular. A Finals season. MVP. That's what I thought. So, listen, if if you're asking me, I bet Kawhi was not a fan of this. I'm not even sure. Did Kawhi play in either game? 
Um, to be honest with you, I didn't check the lineups, but I doubt yeah, it. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I bet Kawhi is not scared to play anyone, nor should he. So, uh, you know, I, I would love for a reporter, journalist, to ask Kawhi his opinion on this. Uh, I'm sure Paul George doesn't doesn't like it either. These guys are highly competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they understand it, but there's no way that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are scared to play LeBron James. They're not because they think they're a top 10 player in the NBA. So, you know, obviously Paul George is not, but I, I just, you know, I, do I get it? Yeah, I, I understand it. I just think it's scared. And I think LeBron loves it because LeBron sees everything. Mm-hmm. And when LeBron knows that you're scared to play him, he, guess what? He's going to average 35, 9, and 8 against you and sweep you in five games – or in a gentleman sweep in five games. Because that's oh, what's yeah. going to happen. Oh, yeah. LeBron smells blood in the water for sure. You can't back down from that or stay away from LeBron any way whatsoever. Um, anyway, now with all that being said, it is time to get down to the play-in tournament. So these games tip off – um, Tuesday, 6.30 on TNT. We got the Eastern Conference on Tuesday, the Western Conference on Wednesday. Um, so the actual playoffs is supposed to start on Saturday where the teams who are already made it in play. So I assume they're just kind of going as they will, but they have four days blocked off for this. Um, the higher seed has to beat the lower seed. So the, so the 10 seed would have to beat the 9 seed, for example, two times in order to advance. Um, in this case, we have the 10-seeded Charlotte Hornets playing the 9-seeded Indiana Pacers to kick things off. Um, who do you think is coming out of this one, Ben? So this is kind of an interesting matchup because the Hornets are, are very guard-driven, love mm-hmm. to get up and down the court, and the Pacers kind of play a little bit slower, and the, their better players are, are their big men, their front court. I think Sabonis – is probably loving this matchup because his height should just dominate in the paint. I'm assuming PJ Washington and uh, I don't even know who the sh- who do they have? Cody Zeller and Bismack. Cody's at center. Yeah, so I mean, they're Sabonis should feast. But you know what? I'm gonna go with the young guns here. I, I I think the pace of play is going to disrupt the Indiana Pacers, and there's no one better than than getting the ball up and down the court. I mean, they're let me rephrase that. There are there are people better, but Lamelo Ball gets the ball. If he gets the rebound, you better be sprinting back on defense because the Hornets love to run in transition, and Lamelo can make any pass on the court. So I'm going to go with the run and gun style. I know they're young, but Terry Rozier's got playoff experience. Um, Gordon Hayward's back, isn't he? I believe he's back. Uh, no, Gordon Hayward is, is still he not going to be back? Out. Yeah, he's not. He's out. Okay. I, I assume he'll probably miss all these play-in games. Yeah, I, I knew he was coming back pretty soon. I didn't know if he was going to be back. I haven't checked the injury report. So, um, you know, neither side has a ton of playoff experience, um, especially the Hornets. They have basically none outside of Scary Terry. Um, I don't think that really matters for the Pacers because they have a different coach. Um, I don't think their coach now has coached a team in the playoffs before. He may have been on a staff, but they don't have Nate McMillan. Our Hawks do. So I'm going to go with the running gun uh, in LaMelo Ball and Charlotte Hornets to win this. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to agree with you completely on this one. Look, basketball has changed where three-pointers is what wins games. This Hornets team is going to outshoot them any day of the week. Malcolm Brogdon still a game-time decision. Without him, they lack so much of the guard position. This Pacers team, ever since losing um, – Miles Turner for the season has been absolutely awful. 
I mean, their defense ever since he's gone down pretty much ranks up as one of the worst defenses in the entire NBA. Um, I think over 228 will probably be a good bet in this first game. And that here. makes sense because Miles Turner is a defensive player of the year candidate almost every single season. Exactly. He's probably one of the best anchors you can have back there for a defense. I mean, Sabonis is a beast, but he's not a shot blocker and anchor like that. He's more of a rebounder and offensive guy. Sabonis has actually been putting up freakish numbers since he come back, like triple-double type numbers. I'm talking like 30 points, like 10 rebounds, 10 assists type numbers. That's what he's been doing. Sabonis will absolutely go off and shine in these games. It's just not going to be enough with his supporting cast. I personally think the Hornets win both these games, and I think they get past the Pacers. I mean, this Pacers team has been horrible ever since they've lost Miles Turner. I think it's going to be pretty rough for him. I don't think they can win either of these games. Um, also, too, I mean, they're not going to have, like, a massive home crowd, so I think that's going to hurt them a little bit as well. I think the Hornets will get it done, but, I mean, it's going to take the two games to get it done ultimately, and they'll be able to slide up to play in that uh, – and to play out for the eight seed in the next round. Is this a stretch, or do you think it's fair to say that uh, Sabonis is what people thought Porzingis would have been? No, I think that's actually a very accurate statement, to be honest with you. I mean, Sabonis has been an absolute monster. Even though the Pacers traded Paul George, realistically, they got Victor Oladipo, and they got Sabonis in that draft night trade. And Victor Oladipo never hurts his knee, hasn't been the same player since. I mean, that was still the steal of the century, the fact they got Sabonis out of that trade. I mean, Sabonis has overachieved, and I think he's gotten better and better. Even this season, we've seen him get better. I agree with you completely. I mean, I think Sabonis has got himself into that the top 20 best he's players in the league, if not even borderline yeah. top 15. I mean, he's an all-star. So um, he, he's, he's really good in the paint, got a great lefty stroke. Mm-hmm. He can hit the outside shot. Um, probably doesn't shoot as much as Porzingis, but you know, if you ask me, I think Porzingis shoots too much. I, I yeah. think Porzingis plays scared. Uh, Porzingis has never been a, uh, a um, defensive anchor or defensive threat. And he's seven foot one. He doesn't block that many. I don't know how many blocks per game. I don't he, think he, he shows up well in the block category, but like his yeah, okay. metrics are terrible, but he blocks. Right. I mean, it's kind of like the Hassan Whiteside thing. He leads the league in blocks, but he sucks at defense. Right. And, you know, Sabonis isn't a great defender, but he's a lot more efficient than Porzingis is on the offensive end. Listen, the Mavericks tried to get rid of Porzingis and no one wanted him. That should tell you everything you need to know about Porzingis. Cause I don't think Mark Cuban likes him very much. <laughs> No, I definitely agree with you on that one, Ben. So that'll be our first game at 6.30. Thank God they play at 9 p.m. so we can actually go to bed a little early for once, even though I am a night owl. Someone might send me to bed a little earlier. But the Washington Wizards are the are the eight seed here playing the Celtics. They have to beat them twice. The Celtics somehow are favored. I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys this right here. The Wizards are winning the series. The Wizards have been the hottest team in the league over the last 20 games. Also, too, Bradley Beal is his lowest scoring output against the Celtics this season is 36 points. The Celtics team doesn't have Jalen Brown anymore. He broke his hand. Beal is two 40 point games against them in the first in this first meeting against them. And whenever the prop comes out, I don't care what the numbers at. I'm taking Beal's player prop for points over and I'm absolutely hammering the Washington Wizards to smoke the Celtics tomorrow. I think Westbrook is a terrible matchup for them. I mean, Marcus Smart's going to have to pick his poison between who he guards. They don't have it. Kimba Walker has no chance against Westbrook or Deal on defense, and he's too small to even drive down to their third guy at Ryu Hachimura. He's going to get spun in a circle. I mean, they have been absolute massive advantage, not to mention the Celtics are absolutely awful inside. Rob Williams is still a game-time decision. His one time he tried to get out there and play last week, he looked absolutely lost as well. Um I'm not going to lie. I think the Wizards absolutely blow out this Celtics team. The Celtics team is abysmally awful. They got a lot to figure out. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing to mention is that Brad Beal has said his hamstring is not 100%. Now he's going to play, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm kind of interested to see how much that affects his mobility. Um, I think even if he's, you know, 85, 90%, I, I think with those numbers that you mentioned against the Celtics, then he can put up somewhat close to those numbers. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I, I think Tatum is a killer. I think Tatum's offensive game his offensive footwork with his shooting ability is mm-hmm. seriously, I think it's one of the best in the NBA. I, I don't think there's many guys that can guard Tatum in a one-on-one situation. If I'm the Celtics, I isolate Tatum all game long. I, I literally have Tatum take 25 shots a game 30. because I mean, 40 because yeah. th- there's no number. I mean, they need Tatum. And I think the obvious pick is the wizards with how the Celtics have looked down the stretch and uh, versus how the Wizards have looked down the stretch, especially since Jalen Brown has gotten hurt. I just – I don't want to count out the Celtics as much as I think you are just counting them out because they only have to win one game. Yeah. I think when you only have to win one game, when you have an offensive killer like Jason Tatum, I mean, dude, he could explode for 40. And, and yeah. people wouldn't bat an eye because he's that good offensively. So – if it goes to if the Wizards win game one, I think they definitely win the series in the in the um, the rubber match. Mm. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Celtics win this game um, just because of Tatum. Though I, I don't think they have enough around Tatum. But if he scores forty, you're really not asking for them to do that much. The rest of the team. I'm not going to lie. I think he's going to have to have another one of those 60 point games in order for them to win one of these games against the Wizards. This Washington team he's is capable. Good freaking he's basketball. Capable. Yeah, there yeah. this Washington team is one of the best offenses in the league. I think he I think look, I agree with you Tatum is capable. I just feel like it's they're not going to have enough firepower. No, I'm and I'm going to pick the Wizards um just like you are, but I I'm just not counting the Celtics out as as, as much as you are, I think. <laughs> I just think the Celtics but team's I'm, I'm horrible, a huge, man. I'm a huge Jason Tatum fan. I mean, I am too. His one-on-one basketball, I, he, I, he could score on anybody in the league. Oh I yeah, mean, he's a great shooter. He's got the height to where he can shoot over a lot of guys. He can score in the post. He can score from three. It, you know, we'll see. We'll see what Brad Stevens can come up with because I think it's going to take a. I think it needs a strong game plan. I think it needs to be executed well. But the thing not to mention is the Celtics do have a lot of guys that have played together for a long time. And they have played in big games for a while. So Marcus Smart, we've seen him shoot the ball exceptionally well from threes in the playoffs in the past. I know that Jalen Brown typically helps in the points category, so the Celtics have to find that somewhere else. You know, at this point, I don't rely on Kemba to do that much. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm going to pick the Wizards. I just wouldn't be shocked if the Celtics get it done. Because it's one game. Anything can happen in one game. Yeah, anything can happen in one game. I got to go with the hottest team in the league, though. So we're both locking in the Wizards here at our 7C. We both have the Hornets advancing, so that means the Hornets are going to play the Celtics. They're going to have to win two games to get that eight spot here. What do you think is happening, Ben? Can the Hornets I mean, win I twice? Think, yes. I, I think if the Celtics fall out of this first game, I, I think people are going to look at them like, okay, they're done. Like, we, we officially know what the Celtics are. And they're just going to have to come back next year stronger. Um, what was uh, – it's just now on top of my mind. What was Jalen Brown's injury? Uh, broken hand. Okay, so he'll be fine by, like, training camp at the beginning of the season then. Yeah. Um, 
it's unfortunate. I think the Celtics roster, I mean, I think it's, it's not bad. You know, obviously you and I have talked all year long how they don't have enough big men, but Celtics have a solid roster and, and what people think and what I think to have a good coach. It's just not clicking. And so I think if they lose in that first round to get to the Hornets, then yeah, I'm going to pick the Hornets again. See, this is where that as much as I want to go with the Hornets, and as y'all know that follow me on Twitter, I was riding the Hornets all season long, betting on them until Gordon Hayward went down. This team hasn't been the same without Gordon Hayward. I think it comes back to bite him here a little bit in this playing game. Now, is it going to be a revenge for Scary Terry? If they had Gordon Hayward, that'd be an awesome little revenge story. Them two both going up against the Celtics here. I think they would bounce him easily. Honestly, I don't think the Hornets would be in this position right now if they have Gordon Hayward. He's not going to be available they're not really that gifted inside. I personally think this is where Jason Tatum takes over one game and says, I'm Jason Tatum. We're the Boston Celtics. We're going into the playoffs. I think Boston limps in and is able to beat Charlotte at least one time. I mean, I think Charlotte can win one game. I just feel like the Tatum and elimination against them is not going to go down. without swinging. I think Boston can eke one out with the playoff experience and everything here. But I mean, I'm not going to sit here and guarantee it. I think Charlotte, like you said, has a great chance. I mean, there is really an inside chance here that Boston could, if Boston loses both games, they could give up and be frustrated. You know, like I think this team's pissed off the way the season went, especially after going to the Eastern conference finals last year, pretty much having the exact same roster down, being in the position that they're in. I mean, I get, well, I guess minus Hayward, this, the exact same roster, but I mean, I don't I personally think Boston's gonna win, but I mean it's gonna be very close. And I mean, there's like I said, the strong chance this team just doesn't even care and wants to be done with yeah. it. And the thing I don't love about the Hornets is they're three and seven in their last ten games. Yep. They're not coming in hot. Um well they also didn't have Miles Bridges because he was on health and safety protocols. He just got okay. activated on Saturday. It was his first game back. So they've only had him back for two games. So that helps at least get back some of that depth. So now realistically they have the whole lineup back. They're only missing Cody Martin and Gordon Hayward. I don't think Cody Martin really, you know, if if you're if you're not doing it because of Cody Martin, you got other problems with your team. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, all right, so we got so Ben's got Boston falling out. I got Boston staying in. I mean, it's gonna be. T- I, I think that that next like elimination round, who if it's Boston versus Charlotte, that's gonna be crazy to watch play out right there. Um, next up, we go to the Western Conference. So in the 10 9, we're gonna have the nine seeded Grizzlies host the Spurs. Here's the 10 seed. Um, I'll start us out with this one. I personally think the Grizzlies take care of them in one game. Spurs roster is not bad. You knew they did lose LaMarcus Aldridge, but you know, I think DeRozan's a really good player. I still think they have a lot of good guards. Like they don't have anybody who's a superstar, but they have a lot of good players. I mean, pop's a great coach and everything, but Memphis plays pretty well at home. They got Jaron Jackson jr. Back. And on top of that, this home crowd, man, goes crazy. They're going to have over 50% home crowd in there, which I think is enough to get them over the hump. I don't see any way Memphis doesn't win one game, but I personally think that Memphis can win two games here. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, I think San Antonio can win one game, but I personally think Memphis takes care of him one game. I don't see San Antonio going here and beating Memphis twice. I really just don't see how that happens. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. Um, I hate not having the Spurs in the playoffs because it just feels right to have them in there. Um, And honestly, I like, the defensive matchup that the Spurs can kind of put on John Morant, they're going to, what I'm, what I would assume is they're going to put DeJounte Murray, who's an outstanding perimeter defender on jaw, especially with his long arms. A lot of times uh, you're seeing teams with smaller guards. They like to put bigger guys on them. 
And I, I think that's a matchup that Pop is really going to like. I think there's a lot to like about DeJounte Murray's defensive abilities. I just – I don't think the Spurs can keep up in scoring with with the Grizz. I mean, I, especially when the Grizz have to win one game. I, I think if it was flipped, it would be a lot – I mean, I mean, that's obvious to say when you only have to win one. But I just think the Spurs having to win two, I, I don't think they get it done because I think if you slow down John Morant for one – He's got a killer instinct mindset, and I don't think you're going to slow him down for two. So I'm going to go with the Grizzlies to advance. Yeah, see, I agree with you on that one. I think especially adding Triple J back in there that it's just too much to stop him. I mean, they looked good in that game. They, they were kind of resilient, you know, in that play in the game that game against Golden State. And this would be this would be a good matchup for Aldrich as well. I mean, I know that Jaron Jackson Jr. is a pretty strong and pretty good defender, but Lamarcus Aldrich says they don't have Aldridge every, anymore. Remember, he retired. I, I, that's what I'm saying. If oh, they still oh. had him. If they had them, I think this would be a better matchup for the Spurs because they have the, the scoring Absolutely. presence, the inside presence of LaMarcus Aldridge. But unfortunately, he's not there. Yeah, if he was still there, honestly, I think the Spurs would probably be in that nine spot instead, bouncing them in one game in the opposite spot. No, so I agree with you completely on that one. Um, next, we have the best matchup. Save the best matchup for last, guys. That is the seven-seeded Los Angeles Lakers playing the eight-seeded Golden State Warriors. Ben, I mean, is there any chance the Lakers slip up here and have to play and and have to play another round, or you think that they can take, can handle them? The only reason I'm saying there's a chance is because the greatest shooter on planet Earth is on the other side. Um, but even with uh, a Laker team who's not 100% healthy. I don't know where AD's status is. Now, he's been playing, but I is he, I don't know if he's 100%. I'm assuming he's pretty close to it because um, he's been back a little bit longer than LeBron. And LeBron just got hurt again last night. Uh, last night, I think. He tried to do a spin move and came down on someone's ankle. Now, he says he's fine. Um, you know, I, I'm – I believe him. I mean, I have no reason not to believe yeah. him. So, is it me? Like, I feel like when injuries happen, LeBron's the only player where we ask LeBron. Like, we don't ask the team trainer. Like, what does the trainer have to think? Like, people don't care. LeBron says he's fine. People are good with that. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Every other player, you're, you're getting an update from the head coach who's getting it from the trainer. Well, not LeBron. So, listen, I, I think to win one game, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take the Lakers. But, you know, your question to me was, do they have a chance? Yeah, because Steph Curry's on the other side of the court. And Draymond Green. Draymond, he, uh, he's going to do something to get in LeBron's head. He's got to pull a Lance Stevenson out of his bag. I think. <laughs> hey, he's still – people love to forget, in that game seven where they lost when LeBron won the championship in Cleveland, Draymond did score 30 points. That's his highest point output in a playoff game ever. In an elimination game. That's all I'm going to say for Draymond's case. But he was probably wide open on every single three point attempt. That wasn't mm-hmm. Look, I think Golden State does have a chance. I don't think it happens just like you do. I personally don't think they're going to win one game. I mean, it's LeBron James. I hate using that reasoning because in sports, anything can happen. Fair. But at the same time, <laughs> I think LeBron and them know that they're banged up and they need to get healthy. I think LeBron and them give an all-in max effort to win this spot and to advance to the next round so they can rest up a little bit. Look, like you said, Steph Curry is going to probably score 50 points in this game. 
I will say this, though. Steph has had his lowest output this season against the Lakers. In fact, his highest scoring game, I think, was it's either 27 or 23 points. But they were also getting absolutely smacked in those games. So, I mean, he was basically not playing the fourth quarter. So, take that will with what you want. This is the playoffs. Everything's completely different. you got to throw everything out the window. Like, a couple years ago when the Blazers lost to Nurkic, they were 0-4 in the regular season against OKC. And they still and they still beat OKC in a five games, you know, and when OKC had the upper hand on what everyone thought doesn't matter what happened in the regular season, the playoffs are completely different. And look, I personally think here in this spot, the Lakers are going to get it done. Steph Curry is going to put on a show tomorrow. It doesn't matter what happened in those other games. I expect Steph to come out firing and I expect him to say, shoot, y'all are going to have to box and one me and they're going to have to make everyone else. The thing is outside of Steph and Draymond, the rest of this team is just so, so bad. Andrew Wiggins, I mean, I swear you don't ever know what you're going to get from him. But, I mean, after those three guys, the rest of this team is just horrible. Their next best player is probably Toscano Anderson or I don't even know who I would choose as their next best player after that. You know, this maybe Bazemore. I mean, if you're choosing Bazemore as your next player, that's terrible. So, I think the Lakers should use their size, play some bully ball, and get to the next round. Yeah, and, and there's a topic of discussion today, like, because LeBron said that he thinks they're playing the league's MVP and Steph Curry. Like, whether – is he just trying to butter Steph up, like – no, I think he has respect for how damn good Steph Curry is. Mm-hmm. Now, like, if you li- – and I say this all the time because this is not how voting works in, in any sport, really, but especially basketball. If you take MVP for what it stands for, it stands for most valuable player, pretty hard to say that Steph Curry is not that answer. Now, I get that Jokic is really, really important to his team because I don't know what the Nuggets would be without Jokic. This Warriors team would have, like, 20 wins not even they'd probably have like 10 without Steph Curry I agree and and the only reason they're in this game is because he goes for 40 just every other night it seems like Mm -hmm. I mean so I I mean I think LeBron has a lot of respect for Curry I don't think there's any beef between them Um, I think LeBron knows that he's the greatest shooter of all time I think Steph knows he's the greatest shooter of all time and I think it's just a respect you know what I mean I now I think if you ask Steph Curry are they playing the greatest basketball player of all time? No, I, I don't think he'll say it's LeBron. I think if you ask him after the series, he might go. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely on that one. Hey, this is going to be fun to watch, man. This really is. I think we have some great matchups, to be honest with you. I think that Wizards-Celtics is a great matchup. I think this Warriors-Lakers is an awesome matchup as well. So, I mean, we got, what, I think we got I think we got what the league wanted, to be honest with you. I agree. When they, when they set it up for the playing game, now I don't think they figured the – the Lakers would be here, but because of injuries, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they fell a lot in the second half of the season, but I mean, I'm sure Adam Smiller, Adam Silver is smiling from ear to ear when he saw that the Lakers are going to play the Warriors because those ratings. Oh yeah. Up, no. up, up record setting. Oh yeah. No, it's going to be awesome to watch. I can't wait. Um, anyway, we still have one more matchup. We got to have the nine seed play the eight seed for their spot. So we have both agree it's going to be the Warriors versus the Grizzlies here. I'll make this one short, simple, quick, Late. and easy for oh, you yeah. guys. You're right. You're right. We just watched this game play out on Sunday. I'm not saying that because of a recency bias and what I watched play on Sunday. It's as simple as this, guys. Ben just said it. Steph Curry is the MVP of the league. Unless Steph Curry gets injured in this game against the Lakers or both games against the Lakers – there is no way the Grizzlies will beat him. Steph Curry will score 70 points if he has to. Like, Steph Curry will honestly give us the greatest scoring performance we have ever seen, and he has two opportunities to do it. There is no possible way the Grizzlies beat him, and I'm going to use the most that simple explanation. Steph Curry will score as many points as he has to to win one of those two games. 
So let me just explain this real quick, and I want to make sure I have it right. If the Grizzlies play the Warriors, the Warriors only have to beat them once, but the Grizzlies have to beat them twice. Yeah, either so the lower seed has to beat the higher. Yeah, right. so the higher seed has to beat the lower seed twice. Okay, so yeah, I mean I'm gonna agree with you. In in two chances for Steph Curry to win one game, he's he's getting forty in one of those. So, um, I I think this kind of goes back, and I don't want to bring up this point because it it me saying this I should probably take the Celtics if they if they take the Hornets because it's kind of the same logic. Mm-hmm. But I think the adjustment that Steve Kerr Steve Kerr is an unbelievable basketball coach, and if you don't know his basketball resume you look it up because it's one of the greatest ever now i know that he played with michael jordan and uh tim duncan and and david robinson but still i mean he was he was big parts on those teams his basketball i I think his knowledge if they lose game one of the grizzlies i think he makes enough adjustments to to figure out how to get wiggins involved and draymond and all these guys all their role players involved to win one game so listen this is like this is like tom brady in a big game you know, Tom Brady Super Bowl, you take mm-hmm. Tom Brady. And if he loses, okay. I lost by taking the greatest one ever, right? It's Le- it's the same thing with LeBron and Steph. Yeah. If they lose, okay. I made a good pick. I took the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah. The greatest basketball player of all time. You know what I mean? Like, things happen. Am I am I going to sit here and predict that Steph Curry is going to have a bad shooting night? No. <laughs> because it's not going to happen. It doesn't ever happen. So, yes, I'm going to ride with Steph Curry. Also, too, I want to say this. I texted this to Ben on Sunday. If Steph Curry somehow can pull something out of his ass and beat LeBron twice in a row and make LeBron play another game against the Grizzlies, I don't think there's any debate even remotely open that Steph Curry is not a top five player to ever play. In my opinion, that's to be his best feat because this team he has around him is awful. I mean, like you said, this is the same team that I don't because of the bubble cut the season short. I mean, this was the same team that was top three. I think they were the worst record in the entire league last year. You add in there Steph Curry, and all of a sudden you're a playoff team. I mean, what he's doing and everything is absolutely amazing. You know, for a fact, if they're able to beat LeBron, he's probably going to have to put in 50 in both those games. I mean, this is Steph Curry's chance, honestly, to move it, maybe even in the top four best players of all time. That's how so, much he can affect his legacy in this game. So if you have him, you know, if he does this, if you had him in your top five, does that mean you have him as the greatest point guard of all time? Or do you still have Magic Johnson in the in the top five of that? So I just we'll debate this part for another day, but I personally have Steph Curry above Magic Johnson. In my opinion, okay. Magic Johnson plays in the NBA today. He's Ben Simmons, except maybe a little better. I could be wrong with that. A lot of people hate the take. That's just my personal opinion. I got you. I got you. I was just curious because a lot of people, I think, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people uh, like around the NBA kind of have Steph's. I mean, I hate positions, by the way. They're, that's not a thing anymore because like LeBron's what, a is point James guard. Harden, is James Harden a point guard? Exactly. I would say yes. I would say Luka Doncic is also a point guard. Like I, I have no idea. So I don't think positions are really a thing. I think mm-hmm. you're a big guy or you're a guard. Who cares? Yeah, you're the front court, um, back court. That's what it is at the end of the day. So I, I think a lot of people kind of have Steph kind of cemented as the number two point guard. I'm put that in air quotes for the people that can't see me, obviously. Uh, of all time, I, I, Magic's pretty hard to pass, but that's a debate for another time. There's no wrong answer. Whether you want to say, you know what I mean? Because like Steph is like mm-hmm. when you think of point guards, like you don't think of Steph Curry. Like he he's a you know he's a shooter. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I hate the positions. 
Because when when I was first learning basketball, it was a certain height that made you a point guard, or the way you played. Like you couldn't be like Steph Curry couldn't be a shooting guard because he's six foot two or six foot three, whatever he is. Yeah. Well, he's the greatest shooter of all time. So why is he not a shooting? He's a guard and he shoots. Yeah, like Ben guard. Simmons is six eight and plays point guard. Devontae Graham six three and plays shooting guard. You know, like it, it doesn't make sense. I hate the position talk. Don't ever bring that up to me. Again, I brought it up this time. Don't bring it up to me. <laughs> no, I agree with you completely. But yeah, no, I mean, it, honestly, it comes down to what you, whatever you, uh, how you. I th- I feel like realistically, determine the best players of all time. It comes down to what you determine to be the best. I consider it a mix of both both winning championships and individual achievements. I think it has to be a good combination of both, which I mean, magic has both no disrespect to him. He's still in the top 10 in my opinion, but it's all for another day. Anything else you think we should talk about before we get out of here, Ben? Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. is back for the Braves tonight, but yeah, also Waskar, you know, broke his hand because he punched uh, the dugout bench and he's going to be out for months. So Braves fans listening, the, the free fall from the skyscrapers is going to continue for, Probably the entire season. Don't be shocked if the Braves miss the playoffs. I know it's really early. It's looking that way, though. Yeah, I'm just going to say this. If we stand by our typical model and, Soroka's, and we don't want to spend money, it's I not going to be out, And I think Soroka is almost officially out for the entire year. Which, honestly, though, with the way the season's going, I'd rather not. It's you fine. Know, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Rather wait it out. Also, we need to do this, Ben, at the uh, at some point. We need to recap our <clears throat> preseason NBA standings. I don't know if you have them written down or not. How you I got them. them. You got it. Do you I have them, them handy right now? I do. Oh, perfect. I got mine pulled up right now. Let's go over it real quick. So I will say this. Oh. When me and Ben Lovely. recorded the original podcast, <clears throat> we kind of put an asterisk by, by a couple teams, which was the 76ers, the Nets, the Heat, and the Rockets, that was because of the James Harden trade. We said we'd completely change up everything. So, I mean, we just kind of went with how the rosters were devised up that, that day. So, in the – in the, I'm going to go ahead and say this. We are extremely off on the Knicks. Where would you have the Knicks? 14th out of 15th. <laughs> Same here. I had the Pistons lower. I, I said the Pistons and the Knicks would be the two worst teams in the NBA. So, we already took the L I've, on that I've already one. Apolo- I've already apologized to my Knicks fans. Yeah, I have too as well. I mean, shoot, even the Knicks fans before the season were starting were already bragging about how they're getting Cade Cunningham or Jonathan Kamanga. So, I mean, they really don't even need an apology. But so I was correct in having the having all the other teams, which are the Pistons, Cavs, Bulls, and Magic, out of the playoffs. The only team that I had wrong was I had the Raptors in there as my five seed. That was extremely wrong. But I will say this in our defense for the Raptors: Where'd you have the Raptors at? Fourth. Fourth. See, the, our defense though with the Raptors is the Raptors lost ten games in a row by um, under five points, and then after that they basically had three out of their five starters out every single game, so they intentionally tanked. So I don't really consider that necessarily us being that far off. But I had the Bucks at the one. Who'd you have finishing first? Bucks. Okay, so we both were wrong on that. I had the Heat at two. Who'd you have at two? The Heat. Heat, okay. And then we both have the Nets at three, right? Yep. And then we both said that we'd pick the Nets to finish first if they got James Harden, right? I mean, yeah. It's pretty obvious, I feel like. Yeah, and then and then Celtics-Raptors. You had the opposite of that, right? Raptors-Celtics? I had uh, Raptors four, Sixers five. Okay. I had Sixers at six. Who'd you have at six? Huh. I don't even want to say. The Celtics. Okay. 
Um, at seven, um, I had the Pacers. Who'd you have? The Magic. Magic. Yikes. Okay. Um, at eight, I had the Hawks. What about you? I had I had the Pacers at eight. Okay. Nine. Who'd you have at nine? The Hawks. Hawks. Okay. I had the Hornets at nine and the Wizards at ten. Who was your ten? Wizards. Wizards. Okay. So I mean, we did pretty decent, I would say. Um, I, I mean, the in well, the Wizards the ten or they the nine. No, the Wizards are actually the eight seed. Okay, so I think I, – I mean, I got a lot of the playoff teams correctly, but one through ten, I got them all wrong. <laughs> yeah, In actually, order. now that I think about it – In terms uh, of order. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I have the entire order off as well. So, wow, so that's actually pretty shitty, but at least we got most of the playoff teams right. <laughs> I didn't even think about it that way. Um, the Western Conference, we both had the Lakers finishing first, right? Yep. Nuggets finishing two – who jumped two? We missed that one by one. Number three, we did you have the Blazers? I had the Clippers. Okay. I mean, you would have been right if they didn't tank. Um, number four, who'd you have? The Blazers. Blazers. Okay. Four, I had the Mavericks, and five, I had the Clippers. So, I mean, I literally just needed those flip-flopped. What about you? I had the Blazers four and the Jazz five. Okay, I have the Jazz at six. So, Ev, you were actually really high on the Jazz. I remember I was not as high as you were on the Jazz, so we got to give Ben credit for that one. He was extremely high on the Jazz. I didn't think they were going to be the one seed, though. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think any of us saw that. But then again, they had like 60%. They probably had like 40% fan capacity back in like back in like December when the season well, first started. And in, in the first couple of months of the season, they had no issues with COVID. So, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of props to them because they had the most uh, – they also had the most returning members of their team from last year who had already, you know, played the uh, minutes together. So mm-hmm. they didn't have a lot of roster turnover and they didn't have a lot of COVID problems. So, you know, a lot of credit to them. No, I, I agree with you completely on that one. Um, who did you have coming in at seven? The Warriors. Warriors, same here. So, oh, we bear one spot off again. And then eight, I had Phoenix. Who did you have? Phoenix. Damn, we were pretty far off on them. Um, the nine, I mean, I had Houston at nine, but that was assuming that they were actually still going to play after they got James Harden. We didn't think they were just going to be the laughing stock of the league. Yeah, I actually – had the Grizzlies at nine. They oh we got one right finally. Um yeah I had the Grizzlies I have the Grizzlies at 10. And did do you have the Pelicans? I had the Ro- at- no I had the Rockets at 10, Pelicans at 11. Wow. So we both got right having the Pelicans, Kings, Wolves out of the playoffs. Um our one mistake was the Spurs. I had the Spurs finishing 14th, which is pretty bad. So the Spurs and the Knicks, both my 14th teams both finished in the playoffs. So same for me. <laughs> Yeah, so hey, we'll see. We'll see how the rest of our uh, predictions match up, though, as we go down the rest of the way for the rest of the season. But Ben, it was a pleasure as always. Always fun, man. All right, well, appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we'll talk to you all again soon.